This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, March 25th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the governor takes action to flatten the curve in Mississippi. And the attorney general advises caution as fraudulent schemes begin to surface. Then, after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, how social distancing is changing life for older residents. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. 58 of Mississippi's 82 counties have presumptive cases of COVID-19, the disease caused by the novel coronavirus. That's according to the most recently available data from the Mississippi Department of Health. Cases of COVID-19 in Mississippi have grown from the first confirmed case on March 11th to over 300 in a two-week span. As a result of the spread, schools have been shut down until mid-April, and employers have been encouraged to allow those who can to work from home. At a press conference Tuesday, Governor Tate Reeves assured Mississippians that his office will continue to provide guidance based on the advice of state and national experts. During this time, we have worked to issue clear guidance. That guidance continues. You must stay home as much as you can. Do not go out if you can possibly avoid it. Do not hoard supplies. We have assured you, uh, as we have been assured uh, by the President and others, that the supply chain is working. The supply chain is delivering groceries every single day. Our amazing Mississippi truckers and our amazing American truck drivers are working to ensure that those stocks, those shelves get restocked. That is something that we must continue. I have to tell you, please do not hoard. This is not a time for panic. This is a time for caution. Listen to the experts, because I will tell you that is exactly what I am doing. Every decision that I have made has been based upon advice from the experts. My commitment to you is to continue to listen to them to protect all Mississippians. The governor also announced a new executive order that will further restrict public gatherings. I do plan to sign an additional executive order that instructs Mississippians to avoid non-essential gatherings of 10 or more, that tells all restaurants and bars to suspend dine-in services, again following the lead of the State Department of Health, using drive-through, pickup, or delivery to get people food. It will direct Mississippians not to visit hospitals, nursing homes, or long-term care facilities, again, working to protect the most vulnerable populations. It will direct businesses to allow every possible employee to work from home, and it will ultimately define essential businesses to give clear guidance to our partners at the local level should they decide to take additional action in their communities based upon the potential for local knowledge. 
The executive order stops short of the shelter-at-home orders enacted by at least 16 other states, including neighboring Louisiana. When asked about not instituting a similar order in Mississippi, Reeves said he has not been advised to do so. Some health professionals indicate the most effective way to address the growing pandemic is widespread testing. Dr. Thomas Dobbs, health officer for the state of Mississippi, says the response team is working with other health care organizations to enhance testing means. We're working very closely with other health care partners trying to enhance the capabilities of testing. And we're really excited also that the community health centers across the state have joined the fight and every community health center is going to offer assessment and testing, especially for those who are uninsured or maybe need additional uh, financial support. We're also working with health centers to make sure that we enhance capacity such that if we do see a surge of cases, if we do see a surge of hospitalizations, if we see excess need for intensive care units or ventilators, that we have an ability to rapidly increase that capability. This is something that we're working on very aggressively because we do not want to have a situation in Mississippi where we have to make life and death decisions based on the supply of ventilators or ICU rooms. That's something that we take very, very seriously. Um, I would like to implore everyone to please follow the social distancing guidelines. We're still seeing pockets of people clustering together in ways that would promote transmission. We have reports of people still congregating in mass around weddings, around funerals, and going to church. I know our faith is very important to us, but part of this is for our neighbors. And if we really love our neighbors, we will make sure that we honor these best practices because we have seen significant outbreaks of disease when people in faith communities have gathered together and we've seen pretty remarkable outbreaks. So please, just for this period of time, honor these social distancing guidelines. Dr. Thomas Dobbs is the state health officer of Mississippi. The governor pressed Mississippians to remain cautious, reminding everyone the state has yet to reach the end of this crisis. Understand that we are not at the end of this pandemic. In fact, we may still be at the beginning stages of this fight. The virus is new. We do not know what the future holds. But we do know that this virus is to not to be taken lightly. We have emphasized that from day one, and as the data comes in, we will understand that even more. In conversating yesterday with uh, the call with other governors uh, and our federal partners, um, there is hope that the 15 days to slow the spread of virus that the president instituted some eight days ago uh, and concludes on Monday of next week uh, may be having the intended consequences, but we don't have enough data yet to know that for sure. As that data continues to come in and as the, as the CDC and others continue to uh, monitor that data, uh, we will have uh, more information to make better, more informed decisions. On the national level, Mississippi Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde-Smith are expected to be on hand today to push through a stimulus bill in the Senate. The $2 trillion package, the largest in U.S. history, would provide direct payments to millions of Americans, as well as $300 billion for small businesses and $130 billion for hospitals. That vote is expected to occur this afternoon. Coming up, the Attorney General advises caution as fraudulent schemes begin to surface. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. 
no matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The Attorney General's office is urging Mississippians to practice caution during the coronavirus by being hyper-aware of fraudulent schemes. Attorney General Lynn Fitch joins our Desiree Fraser to discuss what to look out for and how to report suspicions. Unfortunately, um, when we do have emergencies, you have some of the, the best comes out in people and then sometimes the worst. Um, and in this instance, we are definitely seeing some um, issues arise. Uh, one of those is being the, the scamming and the price gouging. Um, there are false emails going out claiming to be the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, I would encourage everyone to only look at the up-to-date information about the coronavirus uh, and go to coronavirus.gov, which is the CDC official website. Um, many times there are individuals or groups asking people to give donations, whether through charities or these crowdfunding sites. Uh, I would encourage people to not rush into making a donation. Make sure that if you're providing a donation that you have a very legitimate organization that you make that donation to. Unfortunately, we've seen some potential price gouging uh, to go with some of the scams. If you see something that you think is a price gouge, uh, to take a photo Include a time and date stamp with it, the price signs while you're at that particular business. Send it to our special email address so that we are monitoring. And it's webpage at ago.ms.gov. You know, we are um, in a position where we're going to be supportive, but we are also going to be looking for these people who are trying to take advantage of people across the state of Mississippi. How do you know when price gouging is price gouging? And I know, you know, you have your extremes, but there are some times where maybe it inches up to a $3. Is that considered price gouging? Well, you have to look at the holistic view. You look at what the price had been on those particular items, um, the increased value. There's some, you know, calculations we look at. And you see if other similarly situated businesses are selling at that level as well. Or there are targeted areas, there are certain targeted companies that are selling particular product, products at a, a, an increased value. So we look at that and take all that into consideration. Are Mississippians being scammed right now? There are certainly some that um, are some individuals and companies out there that are beginning to make moves on people across our state. So that's why we're trying to get as much proactive information out across the state so people can be aware. Uh, it's certainly happening um, in across, across our country, and we're trying to, again, be very proactive um, to talk about these different tips for people to look at as having these conversations, putting it out on social media. But any way that we can get people mindful to really only take your advice um, from trusted official sources and then also to be very mindset-oriented when you are in businesses that you are selecting products that are not um, increased in their price to know that, that you are um, going through price gouging and to, to help us because that really helps us with investigations if people report that. Do you have a team that works on this type of issue? 
We absolutely do. You know, the, we have the Consumer Protection Division, and we have a number of specialists and investigators, and we are ve- very dedicated to looking through these different issues that they're being brought to our attention. And then also we're out being very proactive if we see we're going ahead and making contact with um, false individuals or businesses that might be tempted to be in the price gouging. How do you feel about this, having to even uh, warn people about uh, when we're in a pandemic to have folks who are trying to see how they can take advantage of other people? Well, unfortunately, um, we have all in the state been through a number of emergencies and we've we have lived through this. But I think one of the things that we're certainly doing that's very critical to um, tempt this down is being very proactive. Um, it is always um, so disappointing when you see people that try to leverage and take advantage of people. Um, you know, the agency, we're a very mission-critical agency, and our work is very vital to the people across the state of Mississippi. So we're going to always be engaged in how we can help people, how we can be very um, beneficial to understanding the needs, uh, where the the issues are, and, again, how we can be supportive on how we attack that on the front end rather than um, later when we've seen that there have been a number of people taken advantage of. Attorney General, is there anything that I didn't ask you that's important to mention? Yes, by all means. You know, I'm always encouraging people to, again, look at state messaging. Um, From our angle, we're working on legal questions that arise out of the emergency declarations uh, from the president and the governor. Uh, We will continue to do that. Uh, we're always going to be the frontline defense for consumer protection. And that I would ask people to really be, again, engaged watching uh, what uh, information that we're putting out through the Attorney General's office, um, through all of our media. Uh, again, it's important. More knowledge is powerful than less knowledge. And then, again, we encourage people across the state, if you see anything or you are a party to someone trying to be scamming you, to please let us know as uh, quickly as possible so we can be very proactive and take some action. And can we just repeat that contact information one more time, please? Yes, please contact the Attorney General's office if you have any information regarding scams or price gouging. Uh, to webpage at ago.ms.gov. All right. Is there a phone number they can call? Yes, you could also call 601-359-4230 or 800-281-4418. Attorney General Fitch, we appreciate your time and thank you for what you're doing to help us here during this critical time. Thank you so very much, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and to uh, get this information that's so critical out across the state of Mississippi. Coming up after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, how social distancing is changing life for older residents. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of pediatrics and internal medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. Would you speak? 
speak on the shingles that. Shingles vaccine is to, of course, prevent uh, prevent shingles. If anybody's ever had shingles, they usually don't want it ever again. Uh, it is very painful, and it, so the effects can last months after you get over the initial bout of it. Shingles is the same virus that causes chicken pox. So all of us, like myself, who got chicken pox back when we were young, that virus hangs around in our nervous system. And if our immune system should get weakened for whatever reason or if we're under a lot of stress, then it can pop back out, and it pops back out in these sort of band-like patterns all over the body. It can be anywhere in the body, but a lot of times it'll be on the, the chest or the back. Uh, it can be extremely painful. So there, there are two vaccinations. One that's been used since about 2005, 2006, and another since 2017. The one that's been most recently developed, that's the one that uh, is recommended now. So over uh, 55, you have to check with your insurance company, but a pharmacist can help you out on all those things, V. So uh, check with them about that. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippians over the age of 65 are at an increased risk for severe outcomes when infected with COVID-19. The Mississippi Division of the AARP is advising older residents to avoid contact with others. Kimberly Campbell, director of AARP Mississippi, tells our Kobe Vance these recommendations could mean huge lifestyle changes for residents. I think in, in two spheres in particular, one, um, them contracting it, and then two, caregiving. Uh, caregiving uh, is a huge initiative for AARP, whether it's from the standpoint of those needing caregiving or those that are being caregivers. And so it is very important, you know, we've begun this uh, social isolation, social distancing, and, and typically that's something that, that we push back on. You know, we, we, we're always big on those older Americans, especially those that may be rather ill at the moment or may be homebound or may be in nursing facilities and so forth. You know, we, we put things in place to where they have visitors, you know, they, they get that, that personal uh, touch and, and that personal connection. So the coronavirus has, has kind of changed the, the dynamic with that. And so that's been uh, very concerning to us because there, there are some to where that's what they live for. You know, they, they, their well-being is because of loved ones and, and friends or even, you know, uh, agencies like ours being there to check on them, to read to them, uh, to sit with them. How have older Mississippians been receiving this? Are people actually following the guidance set forth by the CDC? We believe so. I, I believe our demographic is doing better than, than any other demographic. I, I think at first there may have been some pushback because, you know, again, you're dealing with the baby boomers, you know, and the baby boomers, uh, that, that's what they're known for is, is you know, being strong and, and, and kind of forging ahead and, and doing what, what they want to do. And while we, we love that about that generation and, and that strength and that grit, um, I think once we started really disseminating the right information and really making sure that they understood what this meant, um, they got it. They got it. And they were like, okay, th- this is important. You know, uh, it's important for our lives. And, and really, you know, you've got to understand, uh, you have some 65-year-olds to where they may be in great health, but they're caregivers. You know, they may have a 90-year-old mother at home with them. And, and that's really what, what, what does it more than anything. You know, I think all of us kind of like that. We, we're like, well, I, I can take my risk for myself. But when you start saying, yes, but I can't take anything home to my 90-year-old mother. You know, I can't take anything 
nursing home to my father that that is you know may have you know heart disease or or I, I myself am a caregiver. Yeah, I have my my mother is uh, eighty and dealing with cancer. Uh, I, I I can't get anything. So while you know I, I understand that. You know, God forbid, if I were to get it, more than likely, I would probably fare pretty okay. You know, I, I would probably be all right. I can't take that home because of my 80-year-old cancer bedridden mother. And so when you start breaking things down along those lines, I think everyone starts to really pay more attention to how important this is. And now I've also noticed businesses around the state, not just like restaurants that are being shut down for other reasons, but I've seen grocery stores start to adopt, specifically Kroger, I've seen grocery stores start to adopt yeah. uh, policies where they have dedicated times for older Mississippians or older older generations to come yeah. in and shop. Could you tell me a little bit about uh, those policies? I think that's really good because uh, that's going to limit the numbers uh, of individuals that are there that will help with the, with the social distancing while they are shopping. Uh, as, as any of your listeners w w would know that if you go into Kroger right now, it is, you know, we're shoulder to shoulder. So it's pretty hard to social distance uh, any other time during the day to get the, to get the resources, uh, you know, and, and the supplies that you need. So I think that's really good. I think that showing, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an awareness of our, you know, demographic of those uh, who, who need us to be most concerned about them. And, and usually most of the stores also have just restocked. So it makes sure that those, you know, individuals get kind of, you know, as the kids would say, first deals, you know, they're first in Line. I applaud and commend all of the uh, businesses that, that have gone to doing such things, and I think that helps our, our individuals uh, stay safe in that, in that demographic. And then I guess lastly, can you tell me a bit about what are some, what are some of the major points that you tell people about making sure they stay safe? Everybody just needs to press pause for a moment. I know we all like our normal lives. We all want to be busy. We all want to get back to doing what, you know, having our, our, our life the way we want to have it. We want to go to our restaurants. We want to visit our friends. The children want to be back in school. We all understand that. But the longer we don't do what, like, Governor Reeves uh, and the president are asking us to do, uh, the longer this will continue to kind of be in this limbo. So I think if everyone just stops, just as, as best as possible, try to stay at home. We want you to, of course, take those um, sanitary precautions such as washing your hands uh, with soap and warm water. <laughs> I tell my children that. I, I prefer hot, but I'll take it a little hot is warm. Uh, but we want you to do that for at least 20 seconds, you know, especially anytime you've either been outside of the house or you've been around anyone else. If you do have to be around others, we want you to, you know, be at least six feet apart. Um, so we just want you to take these extra precautions, you know, wipe things down, with Clorox bleach wipes. Uh, but if at all possible, especially if you're in a high-risk group, if you have some type of diminished immunity uh, system issues or respiratory issues or any type of disease, or if you are, you know, 60 and older, we really want you to really try to stay home as, as best as possible. Uh, you know, I have told my dad, who's 77, and in great health, I mean, my dad runs everywhere. He, he's always on the move. But I've told him, I said, you can't go anywhere. I would get you what you need. I don't want you leaving the house at the moment. We just want to get this under control because we don't want any, you know, we just don't want you to, to contract anything because it's much harder for that demographic to get over this than the rest of us. Kimberly Campbell is the director of AARP Mississippi. To stay current on the latest developments concerning the coronavirus in Mississippi, visit mpbonline.org slash coronavirus. 
Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.